G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Pastor Greg Laurie and author Don Stewart are continuing their discussion on the hard questions non-believers often ask. What about the person who says, well, I believe that Jesus Christ was a great moral teacher, but, you know, I don't necessarily believe that he's the only way to God. Yeah, but Jesus claimed to be God the Son, the one way to get to the true God. And so you can't have Jesus a great teacher. A great teacher would not lie about who he is. He's either Lord of all or not Lord at all. It's just that simple. Yeah, it's really true. This is the day when the lost are found. have aha moments. Something might puzzle us, but then, aha, we discover the answer. We can have aha moments thumbing our way through a dictionary or a news article. We might watch a documentary or a how-to video. But when non-believers ask tough questions about faith, instead of offering them an aha moment, they sometimes hand us an uh-oh moment. Well, help is on the way today from Pastor Greg Laurie and his scholarly friend and apologist, Don Stewart. Let's give a warm harvest welcome to Don Stewart. Hey, Don. Hey, Greg. So, Don, have you ever been asked a question you, like, did not know the answer to? Yeah. In fact, every question I was ever asked, Greg, the first time I was asked, I didn't know the answer. And so what I said, I don't know, but I'll find out. So the next time they ask it, I knew the answer. Oh, yeah. All the time. I've won early years. So that, you know, brings us to the question... What about when you're asked a question, you don't know the answer to, what do you do? Yeah, you just say, look, I don't know, but I will find out because somebody knows the answer. The answers are there. It's just finding where they're at. And don't let people tell you because you don't know the answer on the spot and that one second is, oh, that's it. Christianity falls down. No, (laughs) not at all. And so people have thought that and said that, but no, I don't know the answer, but I'll find it out because again, there are answers and that's the great news. Yeah, that's right. So evolution. Um, Someone says, well, I believe in evolution. I believe we evolved from apes uh, and, and, you know, therefore I don't believe I'm created by God and I'm not accountable to God. How would you respond to that? Well, again, uh, Job 38.4, when Job and his friends were pooling their ignorance, God broke into Job and said, uh, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me mm-hmm. if you have understanding. In other words, were you there? Well, no, none of us were there. Well, God was there and he tells us what he did. Now, evolution says chance, blind chance. There's two choices people have, chance or design. And all you have to do is look at the human body, whether you look microscopically or telescopically anywhere in the universe, what will you see? Design, purpose. Whenever you see design and purpose, there's always a designer or a purposer who puts that together. And that is the God of the, but that says some type of God exists. And the God of the Bible tells us who he is. And he explains he is the creator God. Um, evolution, again, says everything happened by blind chance. But uh, we live in a world that doesn't seem like it's 
by blind chance, do we? No, we live in a world that seems pretty regular and orderly. And how did it get that way? And how, how did it get that way without being destroying itself, you know, eons ago? It's because it didn't come about by chance. God created it. What about the person who says, well, I believe that Jesus Christ was a great man, maybe the greatest man who ever lived. He was a great moral teacher and a guru or a prophet, uh, etc. But, you know, I don't necessarily believe that he's the only way to God. But, you know, if you found, you know, fulfillment through Christianity and your religion, that's fine. But, but I'm finding up my own way. But I don't think Jesus is anyone special. Yeah, but Jesus claimed to be more than a mere man. He claimed to be God the Son, the one way to get to the true God. He either was or he was not. If he was not, he was either a liar, knowing he wasn't the one way to get to the one God and said it anyway, or he's a lunatic, thinking he was the one way to get to the one God, but it wasn't. And so you can't have Jesus as a great teacher. A great teacher would not lie about who he is and himself and claim to be God. It just doesn't work that way. He's either Lord of all or not Lord at all. It's just that simple. Yeah, it's true. So let's shift gears to uh, other questions outside of just non-believers asking. Here's one that someone asked. Do you believe we will be raptured soon? And what is soon? And many say now we will go through the great tribulation period. Uh, Possible. Let's explain terms. Rapture is a word used in 1 Thessalonians 4.17, which talks about a generation of Christians that will be caught up. That's Mm -hmm. the word rapture, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. As they're caught up, alive, they will be changed from mortal to immortal. Right before that happens, the dead in Christ rise first. Those who have died, their bodies in the grave, spirits with the Lord, they will be joined together and will all be, you know, completed uh, at that time. First Thessalonians 4.18 says, comfort one another with these words. That's an event that's talked about in the New Testament. First Thessalonians 4.13-18, 1 Corinthians 15.51-58, and John 14.1-3 all talks about this, about Jesus coming for his own. Now, the timing of that, and if it happens soon, it could, but we don't know. We don't know. But, Greg, you know, here's the thing. Um, we need to live every day as though it were our last. In yeah. fact, John Wesley, I think it was John Wesley, once told a group of young preachers, preach every sermon as though it will be your last, and one yeah. day you'll be right. You know, so what you do, you live each day that way because you don't know. You don't know. If, none of us are promised tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, James says our life is like a vapor, like a puff of smoke, just here and gone. Yeah. And so whether it happens in our generation, we're going to see the Lord one way or another anyway. Right. And so... But while we're here, the time of waiting is a time of working, not standing on the launch pad ready to blast right. off in some white outfit, but yeah. getting out and preaching the gospel. That's right. It's a getting out and preaching the gospel. That's the operative phrase there. Uh, you know, Martin Luther said, I'm paraphrasing, there are two days in my life. There's this day and that day. Mm-hmm. And basically the day before me that God has given, and then that day, the day of the Lord. Well, thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, as he shares a fast-paced discussion with Don Stewart about the subjects and questions that catch believers off guard while sharing their faith. Let's continue. Let's do a lightning round. I'll just give you a term and give me a really brief explanation of it. Okay, so you define the rapture. Come back to it again. The rapture is what? The catching up of living believers to meet the Lord, and they will be changed, transformed as they're caught up. What is the Great Tribulation period? It's called the 70th week of Daniel or the time of Jacob's trouble. It is a seven-year period where the wrath of God hits those upon the earth. 
Okay, who is the Antichrist? Uh, the Antichrist is the final Antichrist. Many Antichrists have come, according to 1 John 2.18. The final one will be um, a Gentile world ruler. He's called the first beast of Revelation chapter 13. He'll be a world ruler. His cohort, the false prophet, will have everyone worship him. What was the best Beatles song? Uh, hey Jude. What? I said Hey Jude. That's your answer? Yeah. The best Beatles song was Hey Jude. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. What was the worst Beatles song? The Ballad of John and Yoko. <laughs> some people here don't know what we're talking about. Some do. Yeah. I just like to throw little things in when we talk. Okay, back to end times events. Okay. The 144,000 Jehovah's Witnesses, no, right? No, 12,000 no? of each of the 12 tribes of okay. Israel. They're mentioned for us, who they are. Okay, the second coming. Distinguish the second coming from the rapture. Yeah, the rapture is always a time of joy and blessedness for believers. The second coming is a time of judgment where mm -hmm. God comes to earth and judges sure. the believers. This is when Christ comes to earth to set up his kingdom upon the earth. Now the good news, you and I, those who know Christ, are going to come with him and we're going to rule with him. Isn't that yeah. That's right. yeah. What's the Battle of Armageddon? Armageddon's more of a campaign, a final war, which meets at the plain of Megiddo, which is in the Israel, and moves towards Jerusalem. And it's kind of the final battle as the Lord intervenes at that time, rescues the Jewish people. At that time, actually turned to faith in Christ as the Messiah. And uh, he comes back then and clobbers the enemies, the Antichrist, destroys him false prophet, and sets up his kingdom. The millennium, what is that? Millennium, the Latin word for thousand, mean a thousand year reign of Christ on the earth, which will happen after his second coming. We believe in a literal millennium. Some people don't, mm -hmm. that it's symbolic. We believe there's to be a literal thousand years that Christ will reign as an intermediate kingdom before eternity begins. What is the new Jerusalem? New Jerusalem is great. That's Revelation 21, 1 to 5, the city that comes down from heaven where you and I will live in. Probably one of the greatest passages in all the Bible is Revelation 21, 1 to 5, where it talks about the new Jerusalem coming down. God will dwell with us. We will be his people. He will be our God. He will wipe away all tears. Uh, there will be no more pain, no more crying. The former things have passed away, and we'll be with him forever and ever and ever. That's right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Why do you have so many cats? Well, I like cats. How many cats do you have? Right now, six. Well, we have a dog, too. Do you drive a Prius? No, I'm kidding. Um, no, no, no. What are the names of all your cats? Okay, we have uh, Vanilla, the one you like. <laughs> well, you do. I do, I like vanilla. vanilla. likes your book. He sent me a picture of Vanilla, like, what was Vanilla, vanilla doing? Vanilla was curled up with your book. Vanilla, vanilla liked your book. And she curled up on it, and we took a picture of it and sent it to Greg. Look, Has Vanilla, vanilla ever heard me preach? Because I've said some bad things about cats. No, vanilla, Vanilla's forgiven you. Uh, but she's very picky who she likes, and she oh, likes you. I'm honored. Say hello to Vanilla okay, for me. I, we do. And then we have another cat called Chai, who is there's no guile in Chai. Why would you name a cat Chai? I didn't. My oldest daughter did. Okay. Who else? Well, we that? got Mama Cat, and yeah. Mama Cat is kind of the big one. They had, yeah. had the other ones. Coco, the black cat that always talks. Coco is funny. Yeah. And then Scrubby. It's got a half mustache, kind of like that. And one of, I want to scrub it off. That's what we yeah. named her. Scrubby. Scrubby. And then there was Belle. Belle's the last cat. That's my daughter. My other daughter, Kelsey, uh, picked out Belle. Okay, so we say, oh, the gospel. Preach the gospel. Share the gospel. The gospel, the gospel. In a nutshell, what is the gospel? I need to know because I'm an evangelist and I have to preach it soon. So tell me so I have the answer to yeah, this question. Well, yeah, let's, let's hope you do before you get out there. Now this is something all of us need to be able to do. Yeah. And it's very simple. God created the human race perfect. Because of the sin of their first parents, Adam and Eve, the world is imperfect. It's not, again, this is not the world God created. 
but to bring humankind back to God. God the Son, 2,000 years ago, became a human being. He died for the sins of the world. He died in our place so we could know him in a personal way. He rose from the dead, proving he was the one whom he claimed to be. He ascended into heaven, and someday he's going to come back and join the living and the dead. But the gospel very simply is, Christ died for our sins, he was buried, and he rose again, 1 Corinthians 15, to 3. And so the message that Greg preaches so well, and that all of us hopefully are doing too, is that there is a God, there is one way to get the one God, and the gospel says Jesus Christ is the answer for all of us, not just our answer, your answer too, and that's the gospel in a nutshell. That's right. Amen. So what happens to a non-believer if they die without Jesus Christ. Yeah, Luke 16 actually tells us what happened. There's two people that died, a rich man and a poor man named Lazarus. The rich man did not know the Lord, and he went to this place in the realm of the dead where he was conscious. He was still aware of who he was, where he was. He was in a place of torment, a place of of punishment, and he realized, Greg, that he knew who he was, he knew where he was, he knew why he was there, and he knew that uh, he didn't want anybody else to go there either. And that right. tells us, Luke 16, verse 19, about to verse 30, what happens to the unbeliever yeah. when they die. It's a place, a temporary place of punishment waiting for the final judgment, Revelation 20, 11 to 15, when the great white throne judgment takes place. So once you die, th- there's no other chances after death. No, that's it. That's why we need to share the gospel. I mean, here's the bottom line. Yeah. You know, the bottom line of the gospel is if you believe in Jesus... Your sin is forgiven and you can go to heaven when you die and you will not go to hell. That's the big message. All the other wonderful things we talk about, the peace and joy and purpose, those are wonderful things. But the bottom line is that. And Don, we are glad you responded to the gospel and that you're serving the Lord and helping all of us. So let's thank Don Stewart. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Don. So we're, we're going to close on prayer right now. And I want to extend an invitation because there might be someone that has joined us who isn't sure if they're going to heaven. You know, we've been talking about how to talk to non-believers and you're a non-believer and we in effect have been talking right to you. So we want you to leave here knowing your sin is forgiven, leaving here knowing that you have a relationship with God and that can happen by you saying yes to Jesus. He died on the cross. He rose again from the dead. He's with us right now. He's standing at the door of your heart and he is knocking and he is saying, if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he will come in. Would you like that to happen for you? It can happen just like it happened for Don 150 years ago. (laughs) And like it happened for me 100. 10 years after you. Yeah, that's Actually, we both came to Christ the same year, did we not? 1970 for me. 1970 was a good year for Don and me. So many of you weren't even born then. But that's when Don and I became Christians. And we're very glad of it. And uh, so we're praying that this is your night, if you haven't asked Jesus into your heart yet, into your life yet. Let's do that together and respond to this invitation I'll give you now as we pray. Father, thank you for this time to look at your word and and to find answers from scripture. And I pray for any person here, any person listening or watching wherever they might be, Lord, help them to see their need for Jesus and help them to come to you now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
That's Pastor Greg Laurie closing with an important word of prayer. And if you'd like to make a change today in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg would love to help you to do that right now. I think people are surprised that it doesn't take years to become a Christian. It doesn't take months. It doesn't take weeks. It doesn't take days. It doesn't even take hours. You can believe on the spot. There's a story in the book of Acts of a jailer who cruelly mistreated the Apostle Paul and also Silas. And there was a moment where he saw his need for Jesus Christ, and he asked this question, what do I need to do to be saved? Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. And right there, that man believed. It can happen in seconds. Would you like it to happen to you? Would you like to have Christ live inside of you? Would you like to know with assurance that when you die, you will go to heaven? I'll tell you what, it can happen right now because God, he's only a prayer away. And I would like to lead you in a prayer where you can ask for his forgiveness, a prayer where you can receive Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord. So if you want Christ to come into your life, if you want him to forgive you of your sin, if you want a second chance in life, if you want to go to heaven when you die, stop what you're doing and pray after me. These words. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, and I'm sorry for my sin, and I turn from it now, and I choose to follow you from this moment forward as Savior and Lord, as God and friend. Thank you for loving me and calling me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed with Pastor Greg, Know that the Lord has heard you and forgiven you of your sin. The Bible says that Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we'd like to send you some materials to help you begin this new life of faith. We call it our New Believers Growth Packet. Just ask for it when you call 1-800-005011. Well, on Monday, Pastor Greg invites another guest into the program. He visits with author and speaker Joni Erickson-Tata, in another of our most requested presentations of the past year. That's Monday on A New Beginning. Now for a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called Greg Laurie and Don Stewart on the Hard Questions. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.